Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. We have all been mesmerized by fire. I don't know what it is, but there's something calming and peaceful about sitting around a fire and just watching. I don't know what it is. It may be the fact that it's always changing. There's always something happening or different colors and it moves around. It seems to have its own mind moving as it wants to move. It is just fascinating. Fire has been a part of God and his people since the very first people. You recall the story of Cain and Abel. The Bible says that in Hebrews 11, in describing that event, Abel offered a more pleasing sacrifice than Cain. And Cain killed Abel. Cain killed Abel because he knew that God had accepted Abel's sacrifice, but not had not accepted his. You know why he knew it? Not because God told him, but because God accepted his sacrifice when he rained fire down out of heaven to consume that sacrifice. And that display showed Cain that God had chosen Abel. Fire has been a part of God's presentation of himself since the beginning. You remember when Elijah was called home, the prophet of God, and all of a sudden coming down out of heaven was a chariot of fire to take him home because of his service to the Lord. Fire and God just go hand in hand. So it may not be odd to find that Jesus said, I came to send fire on the earth. We're studying a series of lessons. Why did my Savior come to earth. And today we think about that concept. He came to send fire on the earth. Fire has not only been a part of who God has revealed himself and, and surrounding those things, but obviously fire is a part of human existence. Fire has been necessary for so many things related to living well on this planet. And I thought about three of them. I looked it up to make sure I had at least a little bit of understanding of what was going on, but I don't have it fully, but here's what I know. In the smelting process, fire takes the metal from the ore. 
The ore is basically worthless until the fire smelts out the metal, giving it an opportunity to be very valuable. Fire is used in the refining process. The refining process takes that metal that you have gotten from the ore and continues to pull out the impurities that would lessen its value from what it could be. But then you think about forging. Forging takes a metal and through fire and beating, hardens and strengthens and makes something like a sword or a knife that can be used in all kinds of ways. You think about fire and you think about those things for a few minutes this morning. Let us consider Jesus sending fire on the earth. Turn, if you will, to the passage that was just read for us from Luke chapter 12. And in this passage, we find out some things that are, I think, interesting to help us understand what he's saying. Number one, Jesus defines for us what the fire is. Verse 52, he says there's going to be three divided against two and two against three. And then he notices that there is going to be a division, a division in families between those who are on one side and those who are on another. You know what the fire is that Jesus said he came to bring was division. But now wait a minute. The very last thing Jesus prayed for in John 17 was not division. It was unity. How is it possible then that Jesus came to bring division? This text is not Jesus' intention, but rather an acknowledgement of the effect of what he brings. He brings fire on the earth. And in that fire, there is division. In Matthew 10, 34 to 36, Jesus said, Do not think that I came to bring peace. I came not to bring peace, but to bring a sword. And I came to set a man against his father and and a father against his son, and a daughter against her mother, and a mother against her daughter, and those of a man's household will be his own enemies. Jesus doesn't want the division, but he understands that the fire that he brought will in fact produce division. The fire, not intentional division. But then notice what Jesus said in verse 49. How I wish it were already kindled. 
What Jesus was speaking about, what he was saying was coming, that which he knew was going to happen, he said, oh, I wish the fire had already been kindled. He longed for it. He defined it and he longed for it. And if I think of it as intentionally causing division, all of a sudden, Jesus makes no sense. He intentionally brought division to people. And he longed for there to be division between people. That is not the point. But he absolutely recognizes that it is the effect. For Jesus, when he came, he brought the fire of the gospel. In Acts chapter 2, when the very first gospel sermon was preached, after Jesus had been resurrected from the dead, those men who preached and Peter preached that sermon that everybody heard, there was a symbol connected with that preaching that every one of us remembers. For tongues of fire sat on the heads of each of those men. How is it possible not to think of the fire and the message? How is it possible to get away from the visual representation of the fire that was there and the message that Peter brought? And on that day, when Peter made his point, you have sinned. You crucified the Lord of glory. And the Bible says, and those people were cut to the heart, for the fire had been set. And when Jesus, through the voice of Peter, set the fire of the gospel in the hearts of men and women, 3,000 people on that day said, I'm in. But many others rejected it. And the division began. Because the fire was set, Jesus came to send fire on the earth. Number two, Jesus went through his own fire. Consider Mark chapter 10. There's a story that occurs here that allows us to hear Jesus talk about his own fire. And oddly enough, it is a story, an event about division. James and John, 
in front of all the other disciples came up to Jesus and said, we have a question we want to ask of you. Okay, what is it? When you come in your kingdom, we would like to sit one on your right hand and one on your left. And division occurred. The other disciples were highly upset and they were angry. I wonder why. Were they angry because the question had been asked? Or were they angry because they didn't think to ask it first? I wonder. Either way, division occurred. Either way, it was there, the fire was set. And Jesus goes on to tell us by asking them, can you drink the cup that I drink? Can you be baptized with the baptism with which I will be baptized? And they said, yes, we are able. Listen to his words. You will indeed drink the cup that I drink. And with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized. In other words, yes, I'm going to go through something. Jesus said, my own fire is coming. My own fire is right around the corner. Remember what he said in the Luke 12 passage. Oh, that it were already kindled. I believe Jesus was saying, I wish the fire was already raging because then my fire would have been finished. I would have already walked through mine. So what's he talking about? Go forward to the Garden of Gethsemane not long after these words were stated. And there in that garden, three times, Jesus prayed, Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this notice cup pass from me. If not, I'll drink it. Jesus was not more concerned than any other human would be about physical crucifixion. But he was deeply bothered by the fire that he was to endure. Remember, the fire represents division. And there on that cross, as he died, as he hung, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in that moment, he and his father were divided. For God cannot look on evil. He knew the fire he was going through. He knew what he would have to endure. And he was willing to walk through his own fire. 
Because in the process of firing, something great and marvelous and wonderful was created. The firing process opened the door for all of us to have even greater value. To have even greater value because not only are we made in the image of God, but now we have a chance to go home and be with him. Jesus went through his own fire. But third, Jesus promises that all of us have our own fire to endure. When Jesus said, I came to send fire on the earth, his fire was going to touch every single person, every single household, everybody would face the fire. Look at Luke chapter 14. Here is the fire set in the life of an individual. In the process of smelting, there is a chemical change that takes place. There is a change, a, an obvious change from this ore dug from the ground to this now valuable metal. If anyone comes after me or comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. The ore of a family produces within it a metal that may have to turn its back from the ore from which it came. It's a change. Jesus said, I came to send fire. The worst division that possibly can be is the division within a genetic family, some of whom choose to follow Jesus and others refuse. Your identity has to change. Sure, you're still a part of that family, but your identity is wrapped up in Jesus. And now you might have to change. You might have to turn your back on your family in order to serve Jesus. And in your heart and in your mind, 
that fire has been set. And the smelting process, the change has started. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. The refining process is a continual, daily, constant removing of impurities. The fire that Jesus said we will go through is bearing our own cross, whatever that is. And in that process, and through those fires, Jesus is removing the impurities that lessen our value and lessen our opportunity finally to be with the Father. So likewise, Whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. The forging process finally hammers out the strength and the power and the hardening of an individual in a positive way to make it, to stand firm and solid, to be steadfast to be faithful to God. Jesus sent the fire. And it rages in the hearts and minds of every individual. Those who recognize it make a choice. Yes or no. The fires of division are real. They're not intentional, but they are an effect. If I'm going to be what God wants me to be, then I have to go through my fires. And I have to be what I need to be to do that. I have to count the cost. I have to bear the cross. And I have to, to accept the loss. And in that process of firing, Jesus fashions a metal. One day, to be part of the jewels of God in heaven, where heaven is depicted as filled with all kinds of jewels, gold, and precious stones. And Jesus said, I came to send fire on the earth to make you and me one of his precious gems to one day be in heaven with him. 
Jesus doesn't want you to be divided from anyone that you love. And he certainly doesn't want you to be divided from him. But the choice has to be made. And if I choose Jesus, I may lose somebody else. But I better choose Jesus. And then live my life trying to encourage the somebody else to choose Jesus as well. If the fire is burning in your heart and you know that you are not a child of God, Steve, that was a powerful use of the events of a week ago. I hope the fire burns in your heart if you're not a child of God. If you've not been immersed in water to wash away your sins and be added to the family of God, I hope the fire burns in your heart and that you will decide that, yes, you need to do that because a great change may only be 15 seconds away. The rest of us in the refining, forging process, as God is removing our impurities if we'll let him, and as he's strengthening and hardening us, if we can help, if we can give you strength and encouragement to go through that, today would be a great time if you'd meet our shepherds as we stand and sing together. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.